Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your featured host, Sean McCain, a forensics counselor, psychic, writer, artist, modern-day Christian mystic, and UFO experiencer. Shah introduced guests who are experts on all aspects of the paranormal and the sacred. The Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show has been featured on Blog Talk Radio as staff pick. And now for your host, Shaw McCain. And now, where the paranormal meets the sacred and all topics in between. Live from Los Angeles, California, welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your host, Sean McCain. Hi, everybody. This is your host, Sean McCain, and I'm a featured host on Blog Talk Radio, and I'd like to welcome listeners to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show. My show was created to provide an open-minded platform that welcomes the gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstance. The Paranormal and Sacred reaches all over the world and in many different languages. And then follow me on Facebook for upcoming events and special speakers from around the world. And the call-in number tonight is 619-924-9744. And the paranormal and the sacred airs on Friday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I'll tell you ahead when we're going to be on the air. Uh, we can, I think chat is working tonight. It was working a minute ago, but we're having a little trouble with something technical on that. So it may or may not be working. But anyway, uh, also I have a couple of announcements before we call in our guest tonight. Uh, I must tell you about Marilyn Salas' creation, Love's Blessings. I got a beautiful little kit from her and have been using it all week. Love's Blessings is a meditation and a healing mist. It's calming and relaxing and also smells to me like incense. So uh, this is from Marilyn Salas, and she also prays over it, and it's just a blessing to you. You can get a hold of her at www.lovesblessing.com. I want to talk to you about uh, they're both my friends and uh I really love them, and I, I would like to see them more often than I do. But uh, her husband, Captain Robert Salas of the Maelstrom, uh, Montana, UFO missile shutdown incident, uh, is putting together a conference on UFOs, and uh, he's asking that uh, you just go over to his uh, site. He's created a YouTube uh, informational uh, thing about his experiences, and uh, he's, it's kind of incredible that uh, – it's uh, the focus is on the 1967 maelstrom incidents, and uh, March 16th is the 50th anniversary of the Echo Flight UFO incident, which preceded my, his UFO missile shutdown incident at Oscar Flight about seven days later. Guess what? On today, March 24th, that many years ago. So today's the anniversary, and you can watch his videos now. It's https uh, uh, semicolon slash slash Y-O-U-T-U dot B-E slash Q-U-Z-Z-U-1 M-P-0-S-E. So you can play this back later if you want that address again. And if you can't get the address, just Facebook message me. I'm uh, Charlene Simpson McCain. Now I want to tell you a little bit about our person tonight, Jackie Barrett. Uh, she's a psychic medium and spiritualist. And for more than 30 years, Jackie has been a psychic medium. Recently, she added reality TV show favorite and number one best-selling author to his list of credentials. 
She has clients all over the world, including celebrities in the music and entertainment industries, politicians, socialites, and professional athletes. She is the author of two amazing books, The Devil I Know and The Haunting of Gemini. Jackie's amazing ability to communicate with the dead and guide with the living has propelled her to the spotlight and earned her the title as the Garden Angel of New Orleans. Jackie's remarkable efforts with the Red Cross and the Jackie Berry Foundation have raised millions of dollars, and her compassion has earned her a great deal of respect, enabling her to help thousands of people from diverse backgrounds. And uh, this is the first time that I saw Jackie was in 2007, and she was chosen to compete in America's Psychic Challenge, a reality show on Lifetime Network. And uh, psychics from all over the world were put to the test, and she rocked her competition and was finished a close second, although fans and critics were outraged and thought she should have won. Me too. Anyway, she is currently the star of her own TV show, Medium PI, and she and Sean Crowley, captain of the Cold Case Homicide of NYPD Blue, helped to solve cold case cases on the A&E channel. She's bonded with several DAs across the country, and she's worked with America's Most Wanted and donated her time to assisting the police in solving cold case files across the country. She's recently issued a captain's badge in the New York City Police Captain Sean Sally Crowley sorry, for her work on the case. And Jackie also holds the FBI badge for her work with them as well. I'm going to tell you a little bit more. All of this is fascinating, and I can make it all available to you. Uh, and she can, You can reach her on her website, too. Uh, Jackie's unique ability is dated back to over 400 years of psychic mediums and occult specialists in her family. Hollywood producers often call upon Jackie for insight to provide guidance on special projects. And she is also a consultant to the paranormal groups and their events as well as an acclaimed reality show producer for Fangora TV, A&E TV, and a well-known TV personality. Jackie has also consulted on many major motion pictures, as well as scripted writer of many popular TV shows. So what I'm going to do at this point, I'm going to call her in, and uh, she can tell you about herself. And we have a very interesting topic tonight. Okay, let's see here. I've got to get this number right. Hold on. Okay, here we go. I'm keeping my fingers crossed because you never can tell what's going to happen on this show. Hello. Hi, Jackie. This is Charlene from the Paranormal and Sacred. How are you tonight? I'm well. How are you? Yay, I'm fine, and uh, you're live with us right now, and uh, we're really happy to have you and also honored to have you on the show again. Oh, thank you. It's always an honor to be on your show. Thank you, Jackie. Um, so we do have an interesting topic tonight that um, – you 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 have many accolades. You have many friends. You reach out worldwide, and uh, people have been uh, contacting you with some uh, interesting uh, comments of what's going on around the world. So, did you want to start out by talking about that? Uh, yes, I would. Um, actually, this has been going on this whole uh, change in the universe um, has been happening in my life and surroundings in the past year or 
maybe longer, but I've I've been paying attention to it more so in the past year. And there were some things leading up to it, um, sort of like memories, um, flashers, um, as a you know as as we would call it, uh, something like a deja vu, but not really because it's actually happening to you. And it started out, you know, very slow. Um, TV shows, I have a few friends that are producing um, some of the newer TV shows that haven't been aired as of yet. And I was sitting there uh, listening to them and, it sort of trailed off, and um, I was telling them I saw this, and they said it's impossible because the the script wasn't finished yet. And I was saying things play for play, and there's one thing in being psychic, and then there's something else. There's a different element that is happening. And these are some of the things that I have experienced with um, people even from um, CNN and networks that aren't um, so candy, should we say. And they, they were sort of taken back by it and, you know, wanted to know more of what was happening in my life and with me and... Um, things that were happening to them and some other people, um, you know, some people in Egypt, there was two people in Italy and, you know, we started talking and it's, it, we all experienced something that had to do with a higher power. Now, I'm not one for chasing Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm not saying that uh, he's not alive. But, you know, I always uh, took the stand as, well, what would we do if we found him? Um, as a humanitarian, uh, I believe that there are some things just better left alone and uh, not to dissect the world. But, but, uh, it happened let's say, um, maybe about a year and a half ago, I was on the subway, and just like, you know, any other time I would get onto the subway, uh, I always have my music on, and sometimes I don't, and it's just a distraction. Uh, so people sort of um, stay back a little bit also. And New York City, people give you your space, um, so it's it's pretty oh you know it's pretty cool everyone's in their own world, but I was able to get a seat which is unusual, and this time I didn't have the Zodiac Killer's mask on so <laughs> so um, I was able to get a seat <laughs> and I, I saw the picture but I, <laughs> I know I can't believe I did that either and um, there's a lot of things I can't believe I did. But I know. <laughs> so I'm sitting down, 
and the train seemed to be going faster and it seemed to be screeching. And I looked around and nobody was aware of anything. And I saw this one gentleman at the end of the car lean forward and we sort of just looked at each other and he sat back. I didn't see his eyes. They were so dark and round and his face looked distorted. And I got really scared not spiritually, I but I thought I was getting sick or something. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was like, holy shit, okay, you know, what is this? And I sat back and I just closed my eyes and I opened my eyes and there was this huge, bright light. It was so bright. And it frightened me. It frightened me to the fact that I didn't realize at that moment I had gotten up and went to the doors and I was trying to get out of a train that was going. So, um, and then when the train stopped, it it just seemed like everybody was rushing off the train and I was sort of looking for that person. But I couldn't focus my eyes. Um, I started seeing blurry um i even contacted my my eye doctor immediately and he was like you're okay um your eyes are just you know very very light and very sensitive to light and maybe a flash got you and i was i said no put me in i need i need an appointment there's something my vision is off and he's like you know you have perfect vision you don't wear glasses you write in the dark you know, I wrote one of my best sellers on one of the first iPhones I refused to ever let go. <laughs> and it's so <laughs> tiny and it's like this little tiny keyboard and I would just keep writing and like whoosh, sending it out to my agent and you know, he said you should wear glasses, but you don't. You don't need glasses. So in any event, things were happening like that and I was confiding in one of my very good friends, um, who is an executive on CNN. And he said to me, um, you know, Jackie, he said, uh, I never told anybody. And I said, don't say anything. But it happened on a road. And I remember this road. And if everyone knows, I am not allowed to drive anymore. <laughs> because <laughs> they said I have a heavy foot and it all happened with the Amityville horror doing that, um, the devil I know, and so much chaos was around it. And at that time, I had a little sports car, and they were like, nope, we want the keys back. So <laughs> I was like, okay, so that's a whole other incident. And that was just Jackie being Jackie. But if this was, um, I'm not sure where this road is, but I know there was a sign, and it said 55, and um it wasn't a speed limit, and there were other people on there, and you were on there. What? You were on the road, and I never oh. told you this, and this is the first time I'm telling you this. Oh, my God. There were other people on there, and we were, we were all holding our arm. And mine was um, my right arm. And I just noticed everybody holding 
the top of their arm and looking up and looking around and we we saw each other but I don't know if we recognized each other but there were people that I have never seen before never seen and I've pretty much lived all over the world um, in some pretty bizarre places um, that, you know, people, um, you know, when people hear about Peru and they think of, uh, you know, this beautiful rainforest, and, but I don't think they understand how hard it is to, to get to a place like that. You know, it's, yeah. um, there's planes and then there's helicopters and then there's private planes and you're, then there's climbing of these mountains, and, and it's a very difficult place to, to live. And I, I saw things there years ago um, that I thought, wow, this was the end and all. Like, this is it. Like, there is nothing else like this. And how could you bring this back to New York City or to Louisiana and say, you know, this is where I've been, and I I can't believe, you know, that other people don't know of this. So I can't believe other people don't know of this as well. And those trips you can take by planes and um, other forms of transportation. But where I have been... There, there are no words for it, and I've been keeping a diary, and it's sort of, you know, Joe looked at it, and she was like, dude, this is like Twin Peaks, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and I said, it sort of is, and there are people on this road that um, they don't remember seeing me, but I remember seeing them, and some have dreams of seeing me on this road or a special attachment, um, but they have weird medical things going on. And um, not not of the norm, like, you know, you go to the doctor and you get your blood checked and then he tells you, you have A, B, and C, like your cholesterol tie. Okay, fine. You know, so you rectify that, you change your diet and your lifestyle, and and you're fine. But these are sort of different type of things, and mm-hmm. they can't pinpoint it. And a lot of people are having problems with their thyroid, and a lot of people are having problems... Yeah, just in... Well, the, um, the thyroid disease I have, is said that uh, it's caused by excess uh, radioactivity or something. I'm like, what the hell? You know. Yeah, and and it's just you know it's just really odd. And you know even um, some people have said to me in the past year and a half, we're not sure the changes, but there's something very very different about you, meaning me. And I'm like, hmm, well, what could it be? You know, I'm doing all the same things, and um, I'm a minimalist, so I I really can't say I took so many things out of my life. There's nothing, you know, so much to take out if you don't have. 
um, and I choose to live that way. But I I didn't understand, and um, they would say, they would ask me, someone even wanted to know if I had my eye color changed. And I was like, how can I, like, why would I have my eye color changed? Like, I don't even buy stocks. Like, why would I do something like that? You know, and, and I'm sure there are procedures for everything, but absolutely not. Um, and it, it's just some different things where they say, they would say that I was in, and this was a common thing because this was in the Picayune paper in Louisiana, stating that I was in Louisiana and they took pictures of me walking through St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 and I was like, well, that's nice because I'm in Brooklyn, man. That's my hood. Wow. So, <laughs> so I was like, I don't, And but I looked at the photos and I was like, I, yeah, that is me, but, but that's not me. So, awesome. I, so the question is, is like all these people coming to me and sort of having the same issue um, and they're, you know, they they weren't just let out of, you know, the loony bin or whatever you want to call it. But these are these are really straightforward, straight shooters. And you know, um, I I don't have the answers, but I'm willing to explore it and to see. And and you know, another thing is that people are coming into my life that I feel that they're sort of my familiar and mm-hmm. um, they were supposed to be there. So everything that has been happening, not to just myself, but to other people out there, there is a reason for it. And I think the universe is clearing the path for it to happen because if you stood in the same situation or if you stood where you didn't belong you I want to say you won't be collected I don't even know why I'm saying that but um, there's a reason why all these people get together and as you know the Monroe Institute has been after me um, to come and explore all these things. And even doctors, as you know, <laughs> have come into yes. my life, and I had to get rid of them. Um, oh, really? Are you going to go to Monroe? <laughs> I'm not going, there. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going with you, man. You know? <laughs> but, um, no, this is trickery. <laughs> you know? But yeah, absolutely not. And you know who I'm talking about. No, I'm not doing that. (laughs) You know, but that was um, weird, huh? Because I bailed quickly. I bailed out of that fast. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was okay, but I was in a compromised situation. Like, I get it. Yeah, I was in a dental chair and shit when that happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh no, you know, I could get, and it was like after hours, like. Like, you can get gas, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and just well, wake up at the Moreau Institute. And uh, 
Well, I have a lot of people that are going there that I know, and they say... Well, I'm not one. I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to be part of it. I'm not drinking. You don't feel good about Jackie, really. You know, because you have to protect yourself. And, uh, you know, if you don't feel good about it, you've got to follow your gut, really, and your heart. Yes, absolutely. I have always, you know... I mean, you know, like, there is no perfection in this world, and... Even as, uh, you know, being a psychic medium, I I question a lot of things. I I sit back and, you know, I try to use the logic mind and dissect as much as I could of uh, what's happening and then, you know, shake it off and realize, you know, this is indeed uh, an unusual event and uh, it needs to be looked into. But more and more people are are being touched by something. And, and on this road, um, the people that I have seen that stood out uh, in this crowd um, are coming into my life and, yep. and being part of my life. And, you know, as you know, you know me a long time. Um, mm-hmm. I was always sort of the type that would, you know, come out onto the stage and um, do my thing, and then I would I would go and live in seclusion and, yeah. and sort of just blend with uh, society because um, I always wanted to be part of the more simpler world and and I feel that I am um, because that's how I choose to live. But there is something else. There is a larger thing happening here. And I think that um, little by little, it's showing us things that have happened. Now, before this has happened to me, I had spoken many times about when I was a child, I remember it was in Louisiana. Um, I had grown up there, and my parents on my mom's side, uh, they were undertakers, and she was a very sought-after medium, and I had been working for her, um, leading off her seances from the age of five. So I come from a background of very diversified, you know, diversified mm-hmm. um, spiritual, uh, different spiritualities, American Indian, my dad's side, my mom's side. Um, and then, you know, I remember in this very stern household <laughs> um, waking up and the only thing I saw um, were hands, and I would always, I would always feel that you know, living in a funeral home, uh, it was spirits, you know. Yeah. But these hands, the spirits that I used to see in that house, um, and in this house, and many houses, um, I see them in full form or very dark shadows or things just moving or smoke gliding across the floor or very haze 
like wake up in a haze in my room and very, very bright. And then the room seems to stretch out and um, I see different things. But I remember these hands and I remember being touched by them. And I didn't have pain when they were touching me, but I, I only saw they were very, very light and very thin. They weren't masculine arms, but I would see up probably up as far as the elbow only. No clothing and just very light flesh. Uh, and figures, just a shaded figure of the person or persons, and there was more than one always. And I would feel the touch and then not feel anything and just have these hands on me. And I would completely wake up afterwards and could not stand properly, could not walk. And I remember literally being bent over as a child trying to get to my dad who was sleeping and the only way I used to be able to describe it was that I was a piece of clay and something was forming this clay like that's what it felt like like my bones were being crushed and it's um, this went on for years, and they could not figure out what was wrong. Uh, and then it happened to me as an adult a few years ago. I was uh, in a different part of Brooklyn and sleeping on a couch, and I remember just flying in from California and. I was exhausted, and I just wanted to, um, you know, just lay anywhere. And I went to sleep on the couch, and I felt like my whole body was being pushed into the couch, but I felt like I was being squeezed. Like, I literally felt like my legs were being broken, my, my hip was being broken, my arms, and I tried to get up. And I couldn't, but I was awake. And I put my feet on the floor, and I went to stand up, and I just I couldn't do it. I fell right down. So these things were worrying a lot of people. And, again, I was checked out, and they said that everything was okay. There was nothing wrong. And it, it just seemed... Like, there is something else working out there. And, you know, you would think, okay, well, if you're a psychic medium, how come you don't know? Okay, so these questions wouldn't come from somebody in the spiritual realm because they already know that we don't know every, you know, unusual uh, event that happens it must be looked into in order to get the proper um, diagnosis, let's say, yeah. of, of what's ailing the person, be it spiritual, 
physical, mental. So, you know, it's it's a difficult thing. So, you know, there are many times I know already, but I need to go down this road and and figure out, you know, before I come out and just say, yeah, it's, it's A, B, and C, um, I would like to see proof of A, B, and C. Um, so that's where I very much differ from um, other mediums. Um, I like to, you know, to put it on the table. So um, the fact is, is that, you know, I have never seen a UFO. I never really thought much about it, but it seems like a lot of people are coming to me questioning things and they're sharing things with me and and I'm asking them questions um uh, because I they're giving me the answers that that I'm actually looking for and I I just can't believe sometimes what is truly happening and I think that the way the world is turning is that we're becoming separated from the true reality and the true reality is you know us as a bigger picture like we're so preoccupied with yeah. politics and other things that we're not looking at self and other people and putting this puzzle together as a whole and so there's a a wide something broader out there and it's stronger and it definitely something else something else definitely does exist and you know another strange thing has happened to me and I didn't put it together and it took me a long time to put this together but I would walk in my house and and I know some of my neighbors um who are on Facebook and who are listening um and uh, and you know I'm just like any other person and they probably wouldn't even know a quarter about me if um they didn't find out from someone else or or what have you but there's I I'd walk in and you know I know people must be saying like oh my god she's always changing things around and I, I know forever like I was always throwing everything out and then trying to start over and throwing everything out and starting over and it just never felt right to me and um you know I I'd, I'd come home and I'd look around and I I would start moving heavy furniture and saying, no, this shouldn't be here, I want this here, and I, I don't want this, and why is this here? And um, I I think I was creating, like, a Pandora's box. Mm. And, and until I actually cleaned some things away from my life, was I able to create what I needed to create and let the, the whatever needed to flow through and to come in come in because you know you can't you can't run from your own shadow so 
you know, it, it's sort of like you 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 don't feel settled, or you're missing something, or you you're homesick for something, but it's actually someone. And I think that um, we're going to start finding each other. Yes. And I hope everybody's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you know, if I can put a request in. <laughs> yeah. Just a, just well, a little, just a little bit. Yeah, it's complicated to even Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? No, I was thinking it's hard to even verbalize this. It really is, but, you know, yeah. when you think about it, I think that there's something that's stopping us from verbalizing a lot of things. And yeah. it's it's like you know when you have it right at the tip of your tongue, um, and and then there's like a whoosh that goes over you, and you're like, oh geez, I just lost that. But I I think we're not supposed to remember everything, and um, I I think the problem is is that I really do, but I'm just being really careful um, what I'm yeah. saying also, <laughs> and so you know as I always do. But um, I I think that the the whole objection of this is that is there something else you know um, and what is happening and why do all these people that come into my life okay for instance um, my back goes out right everyone's back goes out my back goes out and. You know, I have this really awesome podiatrist, Dr. Roy, and he, um, right away, he's like, you have to go to this chiropractor. Um, The chiropractor knew right away uh, this was not going to work. And I, I said to him, no, 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 like, don't, whatever you do, don't touch me. You know, like something isn't like doesn't feel right, and that's it. And mm. and and I just knew that wasn't right. But I stumbled upon, and out of all these gazillion, you know, doctors, I stumbled upon this physical therapist. And I walked in there as he was closing, and I just said to him, "I'm in a lot of pain," and and I was telling him what had happened. And it just, um, he said, I can help you. And he has. He absolutely has. And it's, it's pretty amazing. No, no, but that's not my point. My point is, is that, you know, I remember um, I had my eyes closed. Now, I went to him a few times, right? Because you have to go a few times during the week, a few times a week. So I had my eyes closed. And I felt his touch was different. And I, and I opened my eyes and I looked at him through all the mirrors. And I, you know, I just said to him, are you okay? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he had the doctor face on. He was like, yeah, absolutely. And then I just sort of like started getting up. And I said, um, you're not. Like, there's something wrong. And he said, well, ever since you were coming to me, um, I'm having dreams of my sister, who I've never dreamt of before. 
And so we just started talking, and then we had this, like, spiritual connection. And then when I went back to him, um, and he's Muslim, and I'm obviously not, but I'm familiar with the Muslim community, and I have many clients in the Muslim community, but... I I said, um, you know, I said, how are you? And he said, I'm really well. And he said, oh, I have a gift for you. And he gave me these prayer beads from Tibet. And I was like, how did you? I said, I, said, I lost mine um, a while ago. And I don't know where they are, actually. But they were like almost identical. And he said, I thought you would need these or like them. And I said, well, thank you. And he said, I, I see you always wear something around your neck. And I was like, oh, that, that's a satanic symbol. <laughs> and he was like, what? But um, I was like, no, no, no. I said, that's a mojo bag. <laughs> the satanic symbol fighting. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so he gives me these, you know, and um, I, I just love them, you know. And I, so... Everyone who comes into my life, there's usually a reason and a purpose, and they've been yeah. coming stronger and stronger. And he said, I'm not even sure what kind of beads they are, but he said, I passed them, and I had to go back. And he said, I had to get these beads for you. And I was like, wow, this is just so awesome. You know, um, I, I truly miss. I miss these, and I cannot find them, and I don't know where they are, and I hate that because I'm a very anal person. I have to know where everything is. So, yeah, or it drives me crazy. But he came into my life, you know, and it's just different people and different people that needed to leave to make room for other people, and... And, and that's how the path is going. And I see that some people are fighting the process of life. And I don't think it's necessarily good. I think um, we we need to follow our path and we, we need to let the door, you know, not just open, but, you know, just come down. And and we we need to not be afraid to walk through uh, and to see all of who we belong to and and what our purpose is. Now, I know you have been having experiences. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and I know you really don't want to share too much. And Yeah. Well, you know, I really got to snap out of it. And you've been absolutely right uh, the whole time that you've been talking. Um, I find it profound that uh, what you said so far because um, I've had this feeling. I've been doing a couple of really odd things. So I did see what I perceived as a movie on the back of a truck, and it was an old road that I was traveling on. And that is really not what was happening, but I thought I saw this truck traveling, so I chased it, and it really didn't exist. 
You know what I mean? I was thinking, what is I going do. on here? Yeah. So when you were talking about that, about being on that road and everything, and then seeing me, I think that we're having a very odd experience because um, even you saying Pandora's box and uh, rearranging your furniture, um, I do have a, a thing I do for group, and it's a box of questions in it, and it's called I call it Pandora's box. And I've been listening to this song. Uh, you know what a field day for the heat? Thousand yeah. People. Okay, that's about Pandora's box. Remember when they they all were out in the street and the cops were trying to make everybody go back home, and nobody, everybody wanted to be together out in the street. And anyway, somebody burned down Pandora's box. I swear to God, I've been listening to that song every day. Wow. It's yeah, weird. Like, I'm reacting to what you're saying, but I'm doing it from all the way over here. It's thousands of miles away. Yes, and and absolutely, you know, people have been calling me, and you know, they're just. Um, I often speak with this priest, and you know, I have very good friends. One is a rabbi, and one is a uh, Catholic priest, a Roman Catholic priest, and. You know, they they have both been, um, they always check up on me, and they have both been in contact with me and sort of wanting to know what I have been experiencing. And, you know, some of the stranger things, um, and like seeing these lights and, you know, that wasn't the only thing that happened on the train. Um, there was screaming. There was, you know, a, a lot of things. And I'm just, I'm so lucky I am who I am because I may have been institutionalized. You know, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, it's scary because, you know, you don't know, what could happen to you or if someone could absolutely take advantage of your vulnerability in that state, you know, uh, you're not sure where you're traveling or how you have gotten there. But there are many, many things like that. And I, I, I absolutely do not like after that, getting back on the subway, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, nope. And then I can't help it but looking out the window and going through the tunnel, and and I'm always seeing something or someone or something happening. So I try to, you know, just like shut down and and not look or try to avoid it as much as possible, but. You know, there are many things, like, uh, I remember first coming into this house, and I really didn't want to move here, and I I so didn't want to. I mean, I fought it right to the day of the closing, and I just remember standing in my room and then sitting on the floor, and, you know, I've always had a group of people around me, and you know that. And they, you know, they'd come in and they'd say, you know, well, what's wrong? Aren't you happy? And I'd say, no, like, I, I'm not sure if this is where I belong. 
you know, and mm-hmm. I always, always try to find that place, but I don't think it's the place. I think that we have a memory and it's sort of seeping out slowly and it's just um we we think um it's you know maybe something in the subconscious or you know should we look further or should we do this or should we do that but in reality i i think it is the perfect memory that we had experienced and it's it's just coming to the surface and people are you know just having all sorts of things happening to them and for instance here's a really big one i was walking and i think it was like it was in the fall and i just i love walking at night and it was in manhattan and there was a health club opened and this young guy probably maybe 40 comes out and you know like really really super fit and he's like just like bopping down the stairs and I sort of took my time like passing and I usually just walk straight ahead and you know just keep going but it's like as as though I was waiting for him to say something and I was just watching him and he got to the bottom of the steps and I stood there and he said, who am I? And I was like, who are you? Like, <laughs> like, but if you don't know who you are, I'm supposed to know. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what? And I looked around and I said, excuse me. And he said, where am I? And who am I? And I was like, duh, like, you're in, like, the Lower East Side, and, like, you're sort of hot, you know, coming down the steps like that. Um, But, you know, we can figure out your name later. Um, I don't know, like, what the heck is going on, but I told him to go back into the gym, and, and I immediately thought maybe this guy, something happened to him. Honestly, I mean, all joking aside, I was like, maybe, you know, he hit his head, you know, um, anything could happen, anything, an artery, anything could happen, mild stroke. Um, and he went back in and, and I waited around for a while and the police came and he came back out and he could not find his car. He was getting sort of like more disoriented, you know. Um, they looked through his wallet, and he was a lawyer. Uh, so, you know, I left, and he kept turning around looking, and I was looking at him, and I remember him on that road. Wow. I remembered him on that road. And it's so weird because I would have never been walking truly in that area that late and they have health clubs open, some of them 24-7, but I would have never been walking around like that. So it's like, you know, what made me stop there, what made me slow down, what made me, you know, take that block and, 
you know, continue on that path until I stopped at this health club. And then simultaneously, you know, he comes out as I'm waiting there as though I'm waiting for him. Now, after I've seen him on that road, I have never seen him again. But my point is that... What happened that day, Jackie? What happened to him that day? I, you know, I had left and because I I realized he was in good hands. And there was this one cop. um, I didn't know any of them, even though I know a lot of the... um, the patrols, but I didn't, I didn't recognize any of them, but I, um, this one cop kept turning around and I saw the same dark colored eyes on him and I just, you know, kept going about my business and I took a cab home. I was like, I'm not getting on the subway, (laughs) you know, but, um, I didn't even know my reasoning for going because when I came in, Everyone was like, where were you? Uh, What are you doing walking around the city? Anything could happen to you, you know, and it's like I get it from all angles. And uh, I I just felt the need to go there, and I don't even know why. Well, you were actually, uh, okay, they now know we have, let's say, 12 to 14 or even more different uh, dimensions and realities, right? And I think exactly. that sometimes we're in part of that and we're coming back and forth and it feels like deja vu, but also something drives us to be at the right place at the right time. That's happened to me so many times, Jackie. And I had been there to save people's lives and I never felt prepared to do what I had to do, but when I was there, I did it. Yeah, I absolutely understand that. I absolutely, absolutely understand that. You know, it was it was funny. I remember one time I was taking a flight. It was on Delta. And I think I was going to, might have been, I was going back and forth to California at that time a lot. And, you know, trying to get back home to New York as much as I could. And I was, getting on a plane, and all of a sudden, I had to get off. I just had to get off, and I was like, I was just hitting every overhead compartment because I don't know where they put my bag, and just knocking things all over, and they were just telling me to calm down, and I I said, I, you know, I don't know if you understand this or not, but I am calm. And I am getting mm-hmm. off this flight, like, now. Right. And I didn't know why I I had the urge. And I looked at everyone. I didn't see anyone screaming because I. that's how I work as a psychic medium. I am able to to see. Like, I can't see anything for myself. So I would look at other people who are around me and see what's happening to them. And am I in the equation? So was the plane going to go down? No, the plane wasn't going to go down. But I needed to get off, you know. And and the reason why I found out later, um, I had a driver. His name was Jose. And 
he's in, this guy is in prison now, but he was actually waiting for me at JFK to assassinate me. <gasps> oh, my God, Jackie. Yeah, and I was, you know, when when I found out about it and, you know, some people in the news found out and some of the, the, the TV stations found out, I just, I felt he's been around me like a good portion of my life. And yeah. and I felt the betrayal and and so hurt by it. Um, yes. and but I could not understand why I needed to get off that flight. But he was waiting where all the cabs would wait and it, you know, it was a very like it was a blackened Jeep and he he claimed that um Something came to him and told him that I needed to be gone. And he was the one that needed to do it. And he he was promised, you know, by this entity, because he said it was something with horns that told him. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, so um, they gave him a psych exam. They kept him in the prison in Bellevue for a while. And um, then they just locked him away. And I was, um, I'm sort of really careful <laughs> who I have around me. But I, I've trusted him with everything. I mean, I've slept in that car in the back while he was in the front. I mean, this man, his job was to take me all over and to pick me up and to bring me back safely. Um, I remember he used to come to uh, Taekwondo with me and stand outside and wait. So he was trustworthy at this point. And, you know, I I just remember, uh, you know, like... Why, like, why would he do this, you know? And I I looked, I remember the last time I saw him, I looked through his mirror at him, and his eyes looked, you know, colder and distant. Mm-hmm. And, and I had um, asked him if everything was okay, and he usually always hugged me and sort of, like, said this Spanish prayer and he just looked different and he had this smell to him and and he literally smelled like rotting meat and uh, he was sweating and his skin color was different and I just said you know maybe you need some sleep and like I can get a cab on the way home because I know I've been coming back and forth a lot and you know maybe he just needed a break and he said, no, 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 no. But he said something came to him, and it was his job to get rid of me. And I was, I just could not believe it. They, they, they found knives and uh, guns and everything else. It was like, my God, that is so overkill, <laughs> you know. But, wow. um, and then, you know, um, 
after he confessed and he said everything that he had said, he went catatonic and he doesn't remember anything. Well, do you think it was a form of possession? Absolutely. Yes. It's like an evil spirit. and uh, I know it's been following yeah. me. And I know it's been after me for quite some time. Yeah. And I also know that I have, you know, a, a great force. Um, I don't want to say, <laughs> I know I know many people are listening, so I don't want to say, like, I am super protected because I don't think anyone is. But um, I'd like to think that there are more compassionate people and more loving and, you know, a kinder uh, world where I won't die, hopefully that way. (laughs) But um, as a medium, we don't see anything. Well, at least I don't see anything for myself. I would have to look at uh, who's in the equation around me and sort of um, see if I am part of it still. And if I see a pattern of not being part of, then that tells me something isn't um, isn't right. But yeah, um, yeah. So that sort of you know that sort of took me back, and you know, little by little, um, I was shown uh, who should be around me and who shouldn't, and I I don't I'm not fast to react. I sort of sit back and let it unfold on its own because I don't want to ever say maybe I made a mistake. Um, I I like to be sure uh, about everything I do. So I let the person next to me make the move. So then I know the counter move is absolutely a necessary one. Right. Well, you're talking about protection and protecting your space, and it's all on a real spiritual level, really. And oh, uh, absolutely, it absolutely yeah, is. I mean, yeah. I and felt. I, I felt. A, I think there's a hunter hunting around, and I was very scared to talk about it until you talked about it. I I do know, and I'm aware of it. So when I feel it, you know, that's when I start lighting the candles and getting the incense and praying and uh, try to think uh, in a positive way and not go yeah. so dark, you know. Because I have a tendency well, to watch well, you know, time. You know what? Um, even though we think in a positive way, and we must mm-hmm. because life is what we make of it, but we have right. to be realistic and and understand that that there are hunters. Um, yes. For for certain people, and you know, we have to um, realize that it's not it's not in a dark manner. It's in a manner that can absolutely save your life. You know, it's sort of like saying, "Oh, I have really bad chest pains. I think I'm going to take a nap." Uh, no, you go get it checked. Yeah. You know, and then you can take your nap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I I know I know you feared that for me. Yeah. 
I know you have. I have. I know you have in the past. So I had to fight. So that's what I did. I know. On your behalf. It's, it's, you know, uh, everything is for our better education. And I heard a voice waking me up one morning, and it was talking about how we're fighting against the unseen, the invisible principalities, and stuff that just borrow the air just to fly on it from think place to place. And I, that voice was telling me that. I said, you're right, and that's straight out of the Bible, whoever said that, you know what I mean, was saying we're almost like fighting a pressure or an invisible but yes. that exists and that can affect us. Yes, we are. And, and I think that if we look past if we look past the wall, whatever's in front of us, if we look into the mirror deep enough, if we keep looking and looking, um, we will find ourselves in a different place and, you know, everything seems like to move and, and you sort of pull yourself out of the picture and mm. we're able to see it. I mean... Voices wake me up often. Often they wake me up. And I listen to them, you know. I mean, there are times I can't understand the ones that are when there's so many of them at once. But the ones that come around embodied um, and they stand close to me and they speak, um, actually, that one little voice saved my life not so long ago. <laughs> and yeah. I woke up just in time. So I absolutely listen. You know, I I have two ears and one mouth, and I am all yours. And I I am here, and I listen. I observe. I I am just one of many, but I think um, the outside world can be frightening to people like myself and others, Um, and maybe because I was kept out of the mainstream uh, growing up and just um, traveling and and, you know, even when people hear missionary, they're thinking, you know, were you digging holes or teaching people how to fish? Uh, absolutely not. I would have if they wanted me to. Um, I I would extend my hand to anybody in need. And even that, um, I be, you know, I'm the first to say sometimes that is not safe and but, you know, I've never turned my back on anyone. And, um, but my job as a missionary was to bring back the extraordinary and the extraordinary and yeah. to see what was real and what wasn't. And one thing took a turn into a next. And um, it was, it, it happened and it led me down a path of, true exorcisms and are they real or is it psychosis or is it something that 
you know, the Catholic Church was doing much of um, to alleviate mental illness and to have people come back into the church and believe in the church. Well, I don't know too much about doing that or in the church or in the church's eye, but I do know of the exorcist and the many exorcists that I have met. Uh, just so happens that they belong to the church in Rome, and there was no mistake why um, I was called there, and it wasn't just to observe or to take part in or to and and to be educated there in that area, but it was for me to understand myself better, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And yes, it does. where, yeah, and where I came from, and who I am, and and I'm learning all these things. So when I came back to the States after several years and um, for a short period of time and then going back and forth, I was always under the very watchful eye of many people. And so when you're out there and, and you're all grown up and it's time for you to have a life, um, there are people out there uh, who feel that um, they need to cause harm. And and I go about life in a very kind way. So, uh, yeah, we need to learn how to protect ourselves and to also know that, yes, indeed, there are people out there that something is giving them a message to do something that is horrible. And, and maybe... Um, you know, they could read one thing or see something and something clicks and, you know, it becomes frightening. I had a woman, um, an older woman with one of my books slamming it up against the glass doors to my house and I pulled the curtains aside and she was literally, she looked like she was rabbit. And I was looking at her like, you have to be kidding, lady. And she she was telling me she wanted the ending of the book changed. And Joe and I were just like, we shut the curtain fast and we just looked at each other. And she was like, dude, you're going to get miseried. <laughs> I was like, That's what it sounds like to me, misery. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, this is like way too much, man. Like, what's up with people, you know? And she followed me around for quite some time. And she had, she would like throw rosaries at my door. And, you know, I I just didn't get it. I was like, if if you're, if you're preaching the word of God, there's nothing but hate coming out of you. Yeah, there's uh, yeah. there's something else going think, on there. And, yeah, and I don't think God knows you. <laughs> you yeah, know. well, what it is is that they're 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 insane, you know. And I don't know. Well, hell yeah. Yeah, I think this uh, lower power led them to that or whatever. But 
why are you their problem? You know what I mean? That's I don't know. And, yeah, and you point. know, it's not real is what I'm saying. You're not their problem. You could be a solution, but you're certainly not their problem. But they're focused on you because it's your target. You're only a target because you're famous and you're, you tell the truth all the time. You know, and sometimes that gets you in hot water with... Uh, with <laughs> it's always gotten me in hot water. water. So, it has, I know, it has always got me in hot water, but um, I'm like, whatever, you know. it's uh, This is crazy, and I needed to go, like, get a manicure, and I was like, well... If she throws one more rosary at me, I'm going to change into something she's not going to like, and I'm going to just flash her with it. But, <laughs> but honestly, you know what really works for those crazies? I hate to say this. Just tell them, I swear to you, just say like this. Just say, okay, just I want you to calm down, like in a really nice, soothing voice. You're mm-hmm. absolutely, well, you have to make sure the gun's not pointed at you first, right? Exactly. But you just have to tell them that. You know, the FBI is on it, man. The FBI. Well, you know, Jackie, it works. They love that. Because you know where I work, so I run into all different characters. So, But what? But generally, <laughs> we don't have any problem. But there's some people from the outside or in the perimeter, they're wandering too. So I had locked the front door. I had locked the middle door. And I was just getting my stuff out of my office. And I hadn't turned off the monitor yet. And this... And the cleaning people came in, propped the door open, and a man slipped through. And oh, the, and the little, I know, it was awful. He looked nicely dressed, but there was something wrong with him, you know. So I said, okay, I've got to meet him at that door, the middle door, because if he comes back, he's going to find out I'm by myself. So I had to have every courage I could, and I walked up to the door, and I said, can I help you? He said, what kind of organization is this? Because I looked at me, he looked deceitful, but he was wearing new clothes. But it's like he slept in the wow. bushes overnight. He was probably thrown in jail, and they threw him back out in the street. Something happened, he was mad. Exactly, yeah. I was thanking God at that time we didn't have our business cards in the front. Because, oh, wow. uh, you know, we're, we're the, we work with the pre-trial, people in custody, exactly. post-custody, right. you know, and stuff like that. So I'm a counselor. But what I told him was, we're doing research. <laughs> yeah, just tell him anything. <laughs> he said, "Tell yeah, you're a pole dancer." <laughs> I said, "We're doing research." Oh, and he man. looked at me. He said, "Research," and he got the hell out of there. Cause, yeah, because yeah, because it's like he didn't yeah, want to be researched. <laughs> no, no, it's not enough. It's like what you know, you know. But yeah. it's like it's it's so it's so odd because. Um, I've done some very unusual things with um, some different law enforcement. And, you know, one of them was um, actually going in as a prisoner. And at first I was like, I can't do this, man, because I don't look good in orange. I really don't. (laughs) Like my, like, (laughs) not all orange. I look like a pumpkin. I was like, come on, man, I, like, give me the white one. And they were like, that's death row, Jackie. And I was like, whatever, you know. So um, any, <laughs> anyway, I was like, okay, I can do this, you know. But I don't want, like, I'm not, I don't want a lot of girls. <laughs> you know? But um, mm-hmm. I've taken, I've taken lots of risks. 
I have taken lots and lots of risks and, you know, I find it that being on the outside completely with society now um, has been very difficult because it's, uh, it, there's, there's a different element there. And, you know, some people seem to pick up. Like, I know that they're everyday people. And and I and for some reason they pick up on on things, you know, yeah. and and it's just very very odd, and I just uh, don't understand it, and I want to stay away from it as much as possible. But you know, I I absolutely absolutely positively know that this whole Everything that had to do, and I stay away from politics, but everything that has to do with politics um, is also a plan to keep people very distracted. Um, and nervous from, and worried. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm going to tell you this. It doesn't, it, it truly doesn't matter because we're all going to have to get up and go to work and do everything that we have to do if we want to survive. Exactly. And, and bottom line is, is that, you know, I think that the Family Institute has to become closer and people have to be better to each other and not focus so much on, you know, uh, how much, you know, self-tanner does this dude have on or whatever else is he's doing or this one's doing, or that one's doing, or or Hillary's a demon spitting something out into a cup. You know, let's, let's like, man, put the pipe down. You know, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. stop talking. Like is, stop quit talking. blaming everybody for your problem. You know, they have well, to stop. But it's, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know if it's ignorance or anger or everybody's projecting weirdness onto everybody else. When yes, they're missing absolutely. the point that things are just solidly weird right now. And they might absolutely. get even weirder. I think it's going to. And, you know, I it's like a breakdown of, you know, society in itself. And people, people are becoming weird and angry. And mm-hmm. it really doesn't have to be that way. It, it just does not have to be that way. You know, we still... You're letting somebody change your personality and define your DNA. And I refuse to fall into a category like that. Um, And I refuse to let anybody change my, my view of what I know is right in the institution of family and, you know, just trying to do the right thing. And, you know, I'm not going to change who I am because I wake up and someone else is president. You know, I am still going to be me. And, and I think that, you know, it's like anything else when you deal with these, like a, a teenager that's unruly and they say, well, you put me out on the street and you did this and you did, and I hear arguments like this between folks all the time. And I sit back and I just look and they say, you know, 
when you listen to the whole argument, well, what did you do? And and how this person reacted to you, you know, as the parent reacted to you, um, stop blaming and start taking mm-hmm. responsibility for who you are. And we cannot look back. We can't. We can only glance. And because we can't change the past, we can only make the future better. And actually, we should try living in the moment because as much as you want to keep planning for tomorrow, you're missing right now. So, so to make it in a very simple term, if I put this phone down and walk away from an interview and go take out my clothes for tomorrow, I'm missing what I am supposed to be doing, thinking about something that didn't even come yet. It's just that easy to get distracted, Jackie. That was it is. It's, it's very easy. We're, we're becoming distracted. We're becoming a colder nation. And um, I, I see it. And I try to, you know, buckle my buckle down onto my belief system and make it even stronger and reinforce what I truly believe in. And, you know, I believe in humanity and I believe in good, but I am not blinded by the bad. Right. You know, like lock your door. Don't invite, you know, don't invite anything in. Lock your soul with strength and don't invite anything in because it will. And, you know, you get these people, you know, that tell me, oh, I've been, I, I, I've been, you know, raising the devil and, and Cain and Abel and everything and nothing is happening and nothing's happening. You know, you have to remember, like, the ones they want, they already have chosen. And they yeah. will chose, and, the, and the, the chosen, they will choose more from the chosen. And so, you know, you get these people running around trying to, you know, mock the, mock the devil, make mockery of this and do this and do that, and say he does, or the other ones that say this doesn't exist and that does, and there's a dividing line. And, you know, I mean, truthfully, if if you go into any church, any institution, it's it's built on the devil. Because if you didn't have, and not saying that it's, it's built on evil, but the philosophy of it, it is certainly built. It's built on fear. It's built yeah. on fear. And... And also the um, the basket that gets passed around. <laughs> you know, if you put the envelope in, you give more this month, and you know, you're saved, my dear. You are so saved. But, well, that's what uh, it says. That we're not saved <laughs> by uh, good deeds. That we are saved through grace. You know, and yeah. you have, and 
you know, I believe that uh, we just have to reinforce it for each other, to remind each other who we are, you know, and you've done that for me tonight. And uh, because, you know, this world, sometimes I get tired, you know, and uh, but I'm getting older and I have to realize that um, I will be a little tired, but there's still a big, beautiful future coming. You know, it's going to be we're very different from what I thought it was, was, but, you know, I had to let go of a lot of the past. And like you said, just look back a little bit and then, okay, keep moving forward, you know. So it's uh, enjoying the moment is the best you could do because mostly we're really happy in the moment, you know, blissful even. That's right. And we only have, you know, life is so precious and, and it truly is a gift. And all of us are stamped with an expiration. And but the the soul and the spirit never die. The flesh may expire. Exactly. Yeah. And we we need to realize that you know we to make the most of it. And if you love someone, tell them. You know, don't be so scared. People are much quicker um to lash out and express hate instead of love and i don't have a problem you know saying i love you to someone or you know hello beautiful um i think we all are in our in absolutely our own way and super unique and we all are gifted, but I I just think that it needs to be brought out into people, and we need to stop and think, how could we improve the quality of life? And yeah. how can we really let go of the toxicity and... You know, it's it's not so much like, you know, who has that stash of Oreos or who's doing this. And, you know, the toxicity isn't um, your, your mound of junk food. Your toxicity is the rage and hate that you hold on to, yeah. you know, and, and that piles and on you and your soul and your body, and it just creates this atmosphere of withering away. And I I just don't want to take part in anything like that. I, I think that we are all free, and we are tough, and we are strong, and we will fight back when we have to. And That's right. we should never... We should never, you know, overlook a chance to to say, you know, um, something nice to someone else, especially if you feel it. You know, I deal with people all the time, and they're quicker to tell someone to go fuck themselves really nice and easy just like that than to say, mm-hmm. hey, I love you. Yeah. You know, and, and you I know, deal with them. Like you were saying earlier, you were talking about that yearning, 
You know what I mean? The wanting of something that we don't know if it's a person, if it's a place or anything else. Yeah. I think everybody's yearning to say, I love you. Just hear the words, I love you. Look how special you are. You know, and know and to be noticed in a positive way. I think Yeah, I think there and, is and a, they I think there is a place I'm homesick for. I can't I haven't found it yet. Yeah, I I don't I don't understand why you know, there are so many people that are lost in this cycle of hate and or fear. I think a lot of it is fear, you know, um, fear of rejection, fear of, um, like, opening yourself up and um, not being precipitated. But you have to let go of that. And it's okay. You know, it's like you're you're going to wake up and you're going to have another day and you'll be okay. And not everyone is going to love you back. And we need to accept that. But you also need to free yourself. Like, I never want to be one of those people that say, I wish I would have said this. Yeah. And I wish I would have, you know, like this whole laundry list of, I wish I would have hugged that person. Or I wish I could have looked in their eyes and just say, I love you. And I just want to wrap my arms around you. And, and you know, that could be anybody. And that's so many people to me. I mean, that is so many people, even animals I am like that with. And mm-hmm, I don't... Too. Yeah, and I don't understand, you know, why some people find that so unusual um, when, you know, you truly speak about love. Love is, uh, you know, should be open and free, and it's a great feeling. It truly is a great feeling. And we, you know, we all have the right to experience this. And to have it, but some people are very closed off, and some people tend to blame others. Yeah, blaming them, yeah. And they live their life truly not experiencing the gift of life. And the gift of life is living, living and and sharing. Life is really interesting when you're really involved in stuff that, uh, you know, when you people that are involved tend to just say the one thing and they just stay like that. And But I've even seen them crack up at the end because they are just, I don't know what happened to them. You know what I mean? I They're stuck to their ways. They don't want to change, but then it doesn't end up very good, you know, but uh, you're one of those that sticks your, sticks your neck out. And uh, you have you bear the fruit of it. You have written uh, some awesome books. I mean, really, you shared yourself with so many. Uh, you're so intelligent, and you've gone, you know, across the world just uh, just bringing yourself, you know, into this uh, worldwide picture. And it's even going to be more so. You know, I think uh, as as I'm aging, because I'm really going to reach the 65 point in July, believe it or not. But uh, I don't feel that I'm that way because people even tell me that. They said, there's no way you could be that old. I said, well, I am, but I 
I do always want to discover new things, so it keeps me going. Even when I don't feel well, I still have the interest and the imagination, you know. But uh, absolutely, I, think, I yeah, I, think, I yeah, I absolutely, you know, like I feel truly blessed because um, I was born at home and I didn't get a birth certificate, so I don't know when. So. I don't know how old I am, and I don't care <laughs> because wow. I I don't know. But whatever they gave me, I was yeah. like, "What is this?" Because I demanded it one year, and you know, I I was like, "This is what I want," and it looked like a friggin' scroll. I was like, "It's on parchment paper." <laughs> like for real, like it looked like Jesus Christ did it. And I was like, what does this say, B.C. or something? <laughs> you know? well, but anyway, I don't know. Um, the uh, They gave it to me. The captain gave it to me. He was. They were able to get me one. And I was like, okay. I want a real birth certificate. <laughs> I don't want this crap. And um, they were like, look, this is what you get, kids. Take it or leave it, you know. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I was really fortunate, and I want to share this with people, and I want to make, um, aside from having these paranormal experiences, which it's really not paranormal to me, um, and even like these paranormal conferences, I actually don't get, because mm-hmm. um, what you have to do is come into my home and or around me, and I'll show you what paranormal is, <laughs> you know, but uh, in any event, you know, there's something else that we can be spending our time with. And uh, I don't often share things like this, but I would really, really like to um, because I know he's listening tonight. But I have a grandpa who adopted me several years ago. And I found him because I went down a block that I never went down and there was a nursing home, and I was, I think I was sneaking ice cream that day, because everyone knows that I live off of bread and water, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a few, maybe a few nuts and um, whatever else. So anyway, I I went and I, you know, I got this ice cream, and I was like, well, <laughs> I'm going to eat it on the way home and I'm going to go the long way because I had like two scoops, right? So anyway, yeah. I, I, I'm I across the street from this nursing home and I see this young guy unpiling his Jeep and I see this older man and I'm looking at him and I can you can see the struggle and you can see the anguish in him and he's saying no. And he's trying to put his stuff back into the Jeep. So now I have brought Violet up there when I had first gotten her. So she's going to be five. That's hard to believe on Halloween. So I brought her up there to visit. They had asked me to bring Violet up to visit uh, this one um, elderly woman who wasn't responding. And she misses her dog. So when they wanted to know if I can do this, and I do a lot of um, neighborhood community things, so Mm -hmm. I said, absolutely. So I walked in there, 
um, afterwards, and I waited for the son to leave. I knew that was his son. Um, I didn't want to run into him because I felt that he was the epitome of evil. But I went to go see the girls that I know in there, and I was just like, hey, beautiful. <laughs> you know, when I have this... Um, I think all women should call each other beautiful because we are. Mm-hmm. And yes. they turned around and they were like, oh, hello, hello. And I said, did I see this elderly man with his pants so high and his belt on him and his belt broke? And they were like, yeah, we know who you mean. And they said, he's settling in. I said, is it okay if you turn your back and maybe I get lost for a few minutes. And what I wanted to do was um, I knew I was going to build a relationship with him. So I knocked on his door, and I had an empty piece of paper in my hand. And I walked in, and he just turned and looked at me, and he said, get the fuck out of my room. And I said, but you don't understand. I'm looking for this person. And I just laid on his bed, and he was like, are you crazy? And I said, (laughs) "Uh, probably, probably. I said, but I can tell you stories that are unbelievable. Like I have seen butterflies as big as my both hands put together in the rainforest. I have hugged gorillas well, one gorilla in particular. And I am invited to hug Teddy the Porcupine in Texas. Um, That's um, wonderful, the the zoology there. And and she's on Facebook as well. And um, so, and he was looking at me and he was like, who are you? And I said, I'd like to think I'm the kid from Jungle Book, but I know I'm not. A lot of people say I'm spawned from hell but I know I'm not. And he was like, get out of my room. And I said, (laughs) look, I said, here's the deal. Like, I need a grandpa really, really bad. And you're going to need me. And I know this. So long story short, we became best friends, and I see him twice a week. Um. So that's when I make, like, some of my famous cakes and I bring it up to him. And I sneak him cigars and booze. There, I said it. <laughs> that's nice. Um, and he's the youngest 80-something-year-old. Um, we play chess and he cheats. And um, he taught me how to play poker. Um, I also got him a cell phone. And for Christmas, and he wants to know, like, when I'm home safe, and um, when I text him, he just puts K. And I'm like, that's obnoxious. (laughs) Just K, you know. But, you know, I just want to, um, he was booted out of his son's home because there was another baby coming, and they said there was no more room for him. He's sharp as a tack. He, um, and he's in, it's not a nursing home, nursing home. It's sort of like an assistant living. And 
he does his shopping and um, well, mostly he gives me a list and bosses me around now. So, and I let him do it because he's cute as pie, and I just love him so. But um, we we talk about everything. I mean everything. And I just get in trouble for throwing myself on his bed, but he actually waits near the elevator door for me, and he's like, what took you? Get inside. <laughs> and then we start, you know, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, did you see that nurse on the second floor? I think she's sweet on you. And he's like, don't you talk like that. <laughs> but anyway, um, I would like people to understand that we do not throw human beings away and we do not throw any living thing away and we have a lot to learn from each other. And he has taught me much love and has shown me such gratitude and I have gratitude for everything that he has shown me. Um, you know, just, I love to go see him. I love the stories, the love stories between him and his wife. I love the way he views the world. And he's like a little gangster, and I love that about him. And, mm-hmm. and um, he yells at me. I'm like, I can't believe you yell at me. Like, are you kidding? And... um he's like, light that cigar for me. And I did it. And he was like, you don't know how to smoke a cigar. I was like, whoa, jump back here again. Like, I was so-and-so of so-and-so's temple. And I used to have to light the cigars and handle the snakes. And he was like, you don't know how to light a goddamn cigar. And anyway, folks, get out there and share yourself with somebody and the love that you will receive back is just incredible. It's just incredible. And I don't know what I would probably have done without him because he came in, into my life when I actually needed someone to to cry to at times and to laugh with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I wrote his son a letter. And I just wanted to thank him for the gift that he has given me. And that was his father. So, of course, I've never heard anything back. That's what I was wondering. You know what they say, you know, you throw something away and I pick it up and it becomes a treasure. So, um, but, you know, there are so many people out there that are lonely, um, hurting their families have um, gone on. And I hate to even say those words because that's not acceptable. It's, that should not be a proper sentence. And um, we need to share ourselves. We need to share our love and our knowledge and, and everything else. I mean, absolutely, we need to share everything about ourselves. Even these experiences that we are all having. Yeah, you know, that's true. I mean, we need to to really um, understand that the world is a lot bigger than us, 
and you know it doesn't revolve around any one of us and we could actually come together and enhance each other's lives so get out there and, and walk an animal feed an animal go to a shelter you know um maybe even um i i know people would say why do you why do you do that somebody said to me the other day why do you do that there's this um homeless person and and i know a lot of it is mental illness and i know a lot of the shelters are bad and and they get hurt more than anything um but i also know that that i don't want to see them struggle for food or whatever it is you know when you give something like there's two type of givers there's those who stop and stand over them and say what are you going to do with this dollar yeah yeah you know, um and then preach to them that they need to find god well you know god isn't isn't going to help we need to get together as a society and help each other uh if you're going to give give without the lecture it's almost as though you're paying to belittle someone um and i know i know these folks by name and um i don't go into liquor stores because i don't drink and i've never actually sat at a bar but i would be i would probably buy them a drink but instead i would just give them the money so you know yeah. if you're going to give I don't something think just give about it. business yeah yeah just, just give, give it without strings anyway right um, give without well, strings Give. Well, plus, give. it's not your business anyway. You're not. Sometimes we give and we don't even know where it's going. It could be anything, you know. And uh, I noticed there's a Absolutely. lot more people out there. But now I'm giving like hot meals and a hot cup of coffee and handing it to them and looking in their eyes. And I think that's the human touch is what they're missing too. Yeah. You know? I so, mean, I absolutely, and not just that. You know, there was this older woman, and I really felt bad for her because. we all know what happens to them and these guys are cruising down the blocks and i i know i don't have to say it i don't want to be little anyone i don't want to hurt anybody i'm not i'm not here for that i don't like myself if i do and i enjoy liking who i am so um you know as i'm coming home and i see her and she has a little chihuahua and she's such a flower child and she's in you know it's hard to tell how old they are sometimes but she has to be about maybe in her 50s man that's a mm-hmm. hard life that's that's a really cold hard life and you know i i bring food for the dog and i'm going into starbucks because they usually stand outside and i'm like what do you want mama you know what can mm-hmm. i get you baby and, and is it the usual and they're like thank you jackie and i said no thank you yeah. the smile the smile that they have across their faces 
and it's two it's two women they're both sisters and they say they're sisters and that's fine with me because I am a sister to everyone and yes. um you know it's it's no it's not going to make or break me and um exactly. I just think that I just think that we need to be more compassionate you know, holidays, there's always a holiday around the corner. There's always so many people in these assistant living, nursing homes, children in hospitals that are left. Like, we need to open up our hearts more. Animals are my big weakness. And, yeah. you know, oh, I'm, I'm just nuts about them, you know. Uh, I think I, I was probably like a magical bunny or something like that in my past life. <laughs> well, you got one cute dog there. Violet is a little beauty, and uh, <laughs> oh my mother. god, I am like super. I oh, am super, a- super crazy about animals, and um, yeah. you know, I just spread the love, and you know, I just think that we we are all here for a purpose, and I just want to make my purpose um, a little bit more comfortable in an uncomfortable world at times, you know, and that's it. Yeah. That's it. I, I don't want to be followed. I don't want to be haggled. I don't want any crazy stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I want to come and go just like everyone else. And, and in this area that I am in, um, even though, you know that we have filmed here in my house two reality TV shows. Can you believe? Wow, um, great. And it's but but my point is is that you know I have I have been able to absolutely live my life like everyone else, and and I think it's what you project. And I think it's how you treat other people, and you you are not above. There's no one above anyone. We may think they are because of social standards or your purse is bigger, but in actuality, we are we are all the same, and we all need the same things to thrive, and that's love, kindness some food and water. Yep. And and we'll and we'll be okay. That's and, right. And, yeah. And Jane's it's addiction. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And chocolate, well, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, you know uh, several people have been calling and and I'm sorry I didn't pick up because uh, you've been saying some important things tonight, but I do have one more caller. Would you like to take one, the la- one last caller? Absolutely. All right, let's find out who it is. I think it's from New Jersey. Hello, you're live with the Paranormal Sacred. Do you have a question for Jackie Barrett? Hello? Hello? Hello, do you have a question? Yes, I just, you know, wanted to see if it was anything that you could pick up for me. I don't think she's doing psychic readings tonight, but um, what do you think, Jackie? What's your name, please? My name is Jackie. 
Your name is Yucky Doo? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, are we supposed to be picking up what you're putting down? <laughs> um, I don't think this is the type of show, but, you know, yeah, you okay. can... You can absolutely email me if you'd like. It's uh, jwj1313 at aol.com. And your, yeah, voice I, sounds I, very, your voice sounds very familiar. Maybe. I don't know. But, um, no, I really, I really wanted to ask a question about paranormal. I just wanted to see if it would come up because um, you know, I thought that was really the, the subject matter of the show. Well, maybe you should ask the question and that, you know, you can, we can see if we can help you. Is the house okay for my family to move into it? Is is, is the, the house, house, the house okay? Move. Okay, so here's what you, you want to do, okay? Um, maybe you want to send a picture of the house mm-hmm. um, and... A little bit more information, not just like, Hmm. is the house okay? Because it may be okay for me because, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I I really just want to know about the residue, you know, whatever is left there behind. The people that I know that are staying there right now have a lot of problems. Yeah. Well, it depends, you know, if there was a murder in the house. No, not that I know of. Well, that's what you, if there was a murder in the house, there's mm-hmm. usually a lot of darkness around that. Um, if mm-hmm. there is a suicide, um, you know, there's a lot of sorrow around these things. So I say the best thing to do is probably send a picture so we can see um, okay. and we can elaborate on it for you. And this way um, you could, you know, make your final decision on something that is based on more than could you yay or nay. Okay. It's JWJ. JWJ. 1313 mm-hmm. at AOL.com. Okay. And I'll be more than happy to JWJ one three one three at AOL dot com. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. So do that, Miss, and uh she'll uh, send the picture so she can give you she wants to give you an accurate answer, you know, and uh you know, tell you the truth about the place. Right away I feel like yeah, the plumbing's really bad. Yeah, there's quite a few things, but there's yeah, also there's something un- underneath the house. So, um, you know, it's best to, if you can send as many pictures as you can, like outside the house, because I just want to see, you see, there are things that I can see that maybe you can't. Yeah. You know, like, I just want to be able to see, like, at the windows. I want to be able to see in the house, well, you know. So people who are staying there right now have a lot of problems. And I, I don't know. I, right, I don't know what happened with my mother there the night that she actually passed. But right. I know the people that are staying there are very sorrowful and very bitter. 
and they're hiding right. something. I don't know what it is. I just want to know if at the end of a journey, you know, what it is. What's, what is it that I don't know that I need to know? Right, so I'm right. Have to move in. You don't have to say too much. I just need the pictures, and I will be able to tell you what's going on, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like in my place, when you said plumbing, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I've had so many things wrong, but that's just what I bring into it. And it's not necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mischief, you know. Um, but let's just see. You know, okay. I I don't want to say anything right away until I have everything in front of me. And the only thing I actually need is some pictures. Great. Well, some of the pitch, some of the pictures that I have are already problematic for me, but I'll send them to you. Thank well, you. Well, you can sweetheart. go take new ones too. Just go on the outside of the house and drive by and shoot some new ones if you want to, and then send them to her at jwj1313 at aol dot com. And thank you for calling, Miss. Thank you. I like to it. stay on. Yeah, you. and you have a wonderful okay. night. Thank okay, you. thank you. Bye. Okay, it's really interesting. You know, it's really interesting because um, right away, I man, I go that that house has a lot of plumbing problems. So I yes, don't know yes, and there's um, <clears throat> there's a lot of discontentment between families and people, uh-huh. and you know, so it's like a residual. But also, well, I don't like you know holding to negative energy. I believe that, you know, yeah. incorporating the um, rituals of my father, who was a medicine man, we believe in releasing energy, not capturing it and holding on to it. So, you know, if we can teach people how to change things around in a house, and how to get rid of, <clears throat> excuse me, the things we need to are sometimes our own ghost. Yeah. So I felt that there was a lot of fear coming from her as well. And, you know, understandably so. Some people have it very difficult, you know, and yeah. it trails on to adulthood. But, you know, yeah, releasing, be, yeah, releasing your own thing. ghost too. Exactly. Absolutely. because. Uh, I think, uh, you know, when I moved into this house, it's one of the few houses that I, there's no haunting or anything, but I, I still put up my little altar and everything. But uh, I've been lived in a, several haunted houses, and eventually I had, I had to move on. Well, it's very difficult because it drains you financially as well. Yeah. Yes, it does. I it mean, I remember like one year, that that brand new fireplace, brand new, okay. Um, it it had to cost me six thousand all over again, and it just acted up and it acted out like a bad child, and yeah. <laughs> I was but I was determined because you know Louisiana people we love our balconies and fireplaces so yes, i was going to fight him i was that's it i wanted the boxing gloves on we were going to duke this out 
and um, the the company probably won because the money goes to them, you know, the fireplace company. But anyway, yeah. um, you know, I think that it'll always follow us because we see it, it sees us. And like I said earlier, when you have these um, people running around trying to raise the, the devil and this and that, you know, don't don't waste your time because these these things are picked chosen long time ago yeah. before you were born, and yeah. you're marked. And you know, you get these people that try these silly things. I I don't want you to. You know, um, it's out there. It's real, and it'll take who it wants. And sometimes there's no time. And you you just have to be really careful because, you know, children shouldn't play with dead things anyway. But, um, you know, we, yeah, and and it will definitely, sooner or later, you're going to let something in, sooner or later. But um, it, it needs to stop. That needs to stop. More care and compassion and also this, um, these people uh, that we're all getting together who have met on this road, um, yeah. it's pretty amazing. And I know some of them are listening. Uh, and, you know, we should all get together and have, like, our own breakfast club. But yeah, um, yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, the fight club is pretty awesome. But um, I think that, you know, we're we're on the right track. And, and. You know, you know what I felt from you as soon as the the show was being set and everything was, you know, good to go. I felt um, you started doing some sort of protection even around me. Yes, because I feel that um, things are catchy. <laughs> One gets one, one's gonna get to the other one. But anyway, but I felt like because um, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to bring it up because of the something, the topic we were talking about, and uh, I didn't want to bring it up. But uh, okay, the the uh, the person in the book Honey of Gemini, right? Yes. Okay. So um, there is an issue with him I'm aware of, you know, and it gives me deep fear to even bring it up. But, um, you know, you I mean don't know. The, horn, the Zodiac Killer? Yes, yes. Because but, you know um, what happens? I was like, I was messaging you and I was like, this is Jackie. Like, I Like, you know me for years. Yeah. And the sh- and like, where are you? And I would see that you would read it, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna light a light a candle, and I'm going to focus on what what I want. I want you to not be afraid, and and I know that there's something eating at you. It's that. It's him. What about it? Tell me. No, but I, I just felt that he was sending out some kind of uh, 
there's a, there is a spirit connected to him. You know, I yeah. don't want them to overhear anything, and I don't want them whatever it is. That no, and I and I know, and I know a lot of prisoners listen because oh, um, I didn't know that. Well, he's not. He's not. But I know a lot of them do, and you know, I mean, I've been up to prisons and I helped even. Um, mm-hmm work with some people that, um, and, you know, they, they say, you know, you're never reformed in prison, but I have worked with gang members and, um, I, I have their respect and, you know, just for, for helping, um, to bring them into, you know, a different vibration in life and, uh, you know, so I know that they listen, and I know that they're listening. But um, they also feared for me when I did, like, all those things. I lived on the street. I mean, what woman mm-hmm. would live on the street, live in Bellevue, go and break into a mental institution, into a morgue, stay there, you know, in order to complete a book and... Um, even, you know, be maybe two, two or three feet from the New York City Zodiac Killer many times. I mean, to the point yeah. where he was able to, to touch me, to grip my hair, you know, to do all these different things, um, and lead me into different dark areas of New York City and time me. He timed me. I mean... That's why when this was done, and it was all filmed, and it was every part of it was um, audio. Every part of it was filmed, and even up at the prisons, like all of this has to be documented, and it had goes into the lawyers' hands and all this other stuff. But the the thing is, is that. I couldn't believe, like, I didn't know the drive that I had. Yeah. And there well, are some times. You don't know until yeah. it happens, though. No, Sometimes. you don't know until, no, until it's done. Until I was yeah. completely done with, um, with the Gemini, did I sit back and you know, realize that, yes, indeed, um, like, there was something else driving me. There was definitely, there was definitely um, something else in me. Well, I had, I had an occupant, you know. um, Yeah. They felt that I needed an exorcism afterwards, and I was like, no way. <laughs> I was like, no way, I'm not doing this. But she was um she was a good person, she was a victim. And actually we sort of became friends uh when I went to the place where she brought me to um where she was murdered. And and then I had to uncover other bodies and then I had to do this and then I had to do that. But there have been times and I have to tell you this, that I have been in my home 
and not thinking of anything. And like any other person, music is on and candles. And, you know, I mean, I'm still crazy Jackie, you know. So, um, and I pass the door going downstairs where so many things have happened. I mean, there was an, an exorcism that took place in this house. There was somebody that um, passed. There was two people that took their lives. There was a lot of things that happened. And um, it's sort of its own American horror story. Um, Hint, hint. So um, anyway, I felt him at the bottom of the steps. And I I remember, and every, every single... Every single phone call has to be recorded, and he has to know he's being recorded. And I said to him, uh, I said, wow, I said, you know, Eddie. And he was like, he's very quiet and very refined. And he said, "Uh uh-huh. And I said, you know, as I was passing my steps in the house that I have a big door across and then a gate behind that, he said, and you felt me. And I, I almost dropped the phone. And I said, yeah. you sly devil. Because, you know, there's an old saying, never know, never let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. Right. And I never change my tone with them. You know, I don't like to raise my voice. I don't like to. Anyway, what am I, like, hello, you're going to yell at the Zodiac Killer? I think not. So <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, hey, you know, but I um, I did feel him, and I felt that if I opened that door, he was ready to run up those steps. Yeah. Well, I and knew it was I that I was I was I felt so hesitant to bring it up, but I'm so glad. Well, see, that's what what makes you you is you you bring it out into the open. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the me. I'll, I'll hide for a while longer. You know, <laughs> in front of all these people. I'll tell I you know why. it's okay. It's okay. It's, right. it's okay. And and you know what? I love you. I love you too. It's going to be okay, and I, I'm glad you brought the truth out of me, but that was what happened. And I, yeah, I and you don't to, you don't yeah. have to be. I well, know he he's, be, he's yeah. scary. He's, you know, he's, scary he's definitely in a weird possessed. Way, in a weird way, though. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think he can astral project and stuff like that. He's like... Oh, he he's can. A, he yeah. definitely can. He definitely... You know, I couldn't believe he did this. Like, the news I kept... The truth. That's exactly what was going on. So I know, but I couldn't believe I I couldn't believe he went on Spanish TV, like oh, Eddie, God. who never gave an interview, who never talked to anybody, who doesn't speak. He writes like I he he can he reads Arabic. He writes Arabic. He this this man didn't finish grade school, okay? Right. He can read the Rosetta Stone. He can... There are things that I have done that we, they, we put into capsules that he knew were 
what was written inside of it, and everything has been recorded. You know, you don't write for Berkeley unless there are at least six lawyers all looking at it, waiting to dissect everything you do. So I'm sitting there, and I know for a fact that, you know, he was angry at me because I told him I needed distance, and I knew he was very angry. And this was after I completed his puzzles, after I found the map, to the, under, the underground subway, New York City, that he had planted bombs after he showed me how to dissect the bomb, after he told me where to find the bodies, after I went into the same peep show that he sat in and wore his mask and sat huh. there and felt him go through me. Jackie doesn't do this. I no. mean... Uh, this wasn't me. This wasn't even, when they took a picture of me walking in the city dressed in leather, like with this mask on, I was like, that's not me. And I kept demanding it until they had one slide where I pull off the mask and you can just see these light blue eyes and I'm staring straight at them. And I didn't care, and I disappeared down the subway. So I was like, that's not me. I'm too delicate for this shit. And they were like, Jackie, this is you. And, but he went on TV crying, and I was watching it, and I was like, holy shit, he didn't do this. And he looked straight at the camera, and in perfect English, he said, I advise you to take my calls, Jackie. And I was like, why did they give him the airtime? Why? Why did they give him the airtime? Like, I could not Mm -hmm. believe this. I couldn't believe it. You know, I was just like completely beside myself. And, you know, and he, he knew things. Like, he knew things he shouldn't have known, you know. Like, he called... He called not too long ago, and I blocked it. You know, I told the, the superintendent I needed a break, like like Jackie herself needed a break. And yeah. he called and he said, um, you know, they're not allowed to, they're not supposed to leave messages. Like, you have to accept the call. And yeah. he used, he had to use someone's cell phone. Exactly. Because he left a message, and they let them use the phones. Hello, Manson was caught with a cell phone. So yeah. they had to let him use the phone, and it was probably just to calm him down because he he is a very frightening person, and maybe a guard wanted to get on his good side. Who knows? But they let him use the phone, and he just said, I wanted to tell you that I always understood that when your dog Max died, that how much pain you were in, and I felt it. I felt it in my bones, and I felt it in my heart for you, even though I don't have a heart and I don't have a soul, but I felt it, and you're still not picking up. And I was like, wow, I can't. he didn't even know. Like, how Max passed away years ago. He didn't, like 
totally messing with my head. I mean, Max was my best friend for mm-hmm. 21 years. Yeah. I, I backpacked well, with that's my the other part of, To be completely clear of this, I just will tell you the last part of it is that I did fear, fear and feel that spirit. And uh, I think what he is is maybe possessed. I, I don't really know about that, about people. I don't know. But anyway, uh, but definitely crazy. Like there's yeah. an insanity there that I can I can only tolerate it for a couple of seconds. But I told God, okay, that's it, it's enough. So I'm aware of how crazy that guy is. Oh, he's absolutely he's absolutely it's out of his terrible. mind. I mean, yes, it's terrible, and uh, um, that's all. I you know, and they're it. giving him this airtime, and you know, when somebody fakes like they're crying, like he he yeah. put his hand in his head, and um, he looked straight up at the at the camera. This man has the blackest eyes I have ever seen. I don't even see pupils. Okay, yeah. not a wrinkle on his face, not not a tooth at a place, nothing, nothing at all, right? He looked straight up there, he put his finger in his mouth, and he put it on his eye like he made tears. And then he mm-hmm. just smiled, because he said, I'm crying for you. Like he's mocking, you know. Yeah, it is, it's a, well, you know, uh, it's, it's not bugging me anymore, but it did. But temporarily, I felt how crazy he was, and his thing is like a physical thing. But you know, I don't get it because he's just so appalling. You know what I mean? I know. I know. Meaning, I, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I mean, you it's know what like, I mean, but I'm not going to say it out loud. So that's it. Yes. Yes. No. I know. That's what, what you happened mean. to me. That's what happened to me. So. You know, I felt like, uh, should I even do, I was going to actually not do my show anymore. Because Get I felt out. Like, I know, I, I thought that for a minute, then I thought, wait a minute. Get out, don't let me come over and spank you now. And then we're going to get in a big fight over this. No, and no, I thought because if I have to feel that again, that's what I was thinking, I, I don't know, I, I just could not tolerate it. But it left me so quickly because uh, I, I said a prayer, and um, I have so many guardian angels, they intervened for me. So, But, I, you know, it's, when you feel something like that, I don't know. It's not the only time that I've understood what a per- person really was. Yeah. You know, it's happened yeah. before. It's and very it's difficult. It's, I know. See, I have... Um, at birth, we were, I was given um, a spirit... Well two spirit guides, one in the the form of a man and the other an animal and the animal is the wolf and the wolf is in the book and you yeah. know, I've I've always had the spirit of the wolf and this wolf will sit beside the door my my bedroom door because that's your most vulnerable place and he despises animals and uh, has a, a fear of wolves, and he brought that to my attention one time. And, you know, it's just like, why would you have a fear of a wolf? Like, you're in prison. Hello? You know, like, what is it going to do? Like, come knock at your door? You know, so yep. it's like he's letting me know that he knows things about me, you know, yeah. that... um he shouldn't have known and he wouldn't have known. He doesn't have access. 
actually he's in the basement, the cellar of a prison. So, um, and, and there are prisons like that where they have just um, a few cells that are for really super max, like um, great escape artists and all these other people, you know. So, well, I'm glad you know, that they know that they're aware of how dangerous. Yeah, I mean, but he can you actually know, probably walk out when he when he feels like it. I don't know. You you don't know about this, and I want to. I know. I I absolutely know that. I absolutely know that. But knowing the work I do, I refuse to be a prisoner to any prisoner. You know, and and you have to stay strong in your faith, and you have to know, like you know, I could. Well, is that the point of this whole thing? Isn't it the point of this? Is it? It's rebuilding our faith, and it's making us strong. Absolutely. because things are happening that we can't even explain, but when it's yeah, when but it does, the thing is, is that like you're you're born with this gift, and yeah. you're whenever you're going to do a show um, or anything you you do with with people, you're you're having you know psychic visions, uh, psychic dreams. Yeah. You're traveling yeah. yourself. You're seeing things. You're being put into pictures of things. And yeah. it's frightening. It's frightening. It's like never really sleeping. It's like you get up every day and, yeah. you know, it's like you don't want to sleep because you're afraid of what you're going to see. But you, you're you a strong woman, and I absolutely know you're going to continue your quest in life and okay, educating yeah. people. Absolutely. Thank you. Sarah. Yeah. So I still need that I mean, support because... Things are odd happening. There's really not many people that would know what's not said, you know. And I know that you know, so it makes me feel more comfortable, you know. So it's a it's a beautiful thing, Jackie. It is, and you know what? Like, I I just said to him. I mean, you know, I have a, a Louisiana temper, so. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, just bring it on. You know, I'm not going to run from you. I'm not. I'm not going to run and I don't hide. You know, that's why I always said my partner in life should have been Dillinger. That's right. <laughs> well, Cause, uh, yeah. Because he was hot anyway and he rocked. Like. <laughs> but, <laughs> He's hot and he rocks, man. <laughs> but, no, we don't run and we don't hide, you know. I mean, it's okay to get upset and to bang our feet and to do whatever it is we have to do. But then, you know what, we, we get that that little spark in us and we're like, no. Yeah, that's what happens. Because, exactly. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I'll drag my feet a while, but then I'll start, you know. <laughs> oh, you're just fine. You're just fine. You're just, you know what? You 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 haven't slept, and and I know you you've always worried about me. You worried about me when I was doing the devil. I know. You worried yeah. about me when I when I did the last yeah. testament. 
You worried yeah. about me when I traveled to to Rome and I I was in the exorcism, and you worried you just worried 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 worried, and um, that's only because you're gifted and you're you're seeing these things that when I was saying to you, oh it's okay. Well, I'm holding the door shut and someone behind it's like, and I'm like, no, it's okay. (laughs) It's like, open the door and throw them a cookie. (laughs) We're going to make it. It's all true. We're going to make it and we're thriving still because I know a lot of people, they're trying to say, oh, it's almost over and all. I said, I don't think you realize there's so much big stuff coming, you know, and we're Oh, yeah. Absolutely. down to our last day and then after that even then after that so I really appreciate your honesty your candor and your intelligence and your love and your sweetness and all the brave things you do you know you're like a, a hero to me and uh, you've gone oh. where I don't dare to go and um, we we need you on this earth we need you so badly you know so I'm I'm going know. to I'm going to be okay. I I'm, I'm going okay. to be. You're I can throw better. a rock pretty far. <laughs> yep. cool. Okay, so what do you got coming up next? Like what what is Well, your- I have some like exciting news to share and with that, of course, you know, I'm working on two different two different books, but um one was found and it was um, just a, a scribbled notebook of poems when I was small, um, and it was along with some pretty awesome icons of our time. So um, we're thinking about uh, putting that into print, and um, the other one is really scary, and I don't want to go there with you tonight with that. But um, there's also, you know, I had turned down um, another police show. And it was only because it's very super draining. And, you know, I get to the point where, like, if the cops can't do their job, they want other people to come in and to start doing these things. And it becomes very life-threatening because, you know, let's face it, these are murders. And what people don't understand is is that I go to bed with autopsy reports piled on the other side of my bed. And it's really not a nice feeling. And um, I just want to be a normal girl sometimes. Yeah, so I, I needed to I needed to turn that down graciously because the network left it open um if I just want to do spot appearances but um I said I would think about that but they're actually creating a show around some of the lighter things that I do and mm-hmm. um the funny things and how I change people around in my unique way of doing it. So I'm I'm really hopeful uh, for that to uh, to come uh, and to uh, to really 
hit the waves because I think that it's time for television to be somewhat entertaining mm-hmm. and with a result. Exactly. Is it? It's sort of like you know, transforming people into what they should be through um, a psychic's eye and working with them and my unique way of working with them uh, is very unconventional. So I think that's really fun. I mean, I saw some of the outline and I was like, oh, my God, I do this and that. That's like really, that's crazy, you know. <laughs> but that's, these are some fun things. Yeah, it's really making a, Yes, A&E, A&E has always been, um, you know, my hero. And anytime I wanted to do something, even a special, uh, they put it together immediately. Um, gave me like the airtime and dates I wanted and the crew and and everything and um, if it was just strictly crime it would be on tomorrow because of the way I solve cases Um, but I really I really just wanted I I wanted I wanted a break from that like I, I too want to believe in Santa Claus, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't have a childhood. I finished high, I finished high school so young, I that it was ridiculous. I went on to college. I finished college before I was eighteen. I they pushed me from one school to the other. They pushed me from you know being around as you know. Of a young adult, Andy Warhol, this person, that person, and I love these people, and I love for what everything what they stand for, and I'm super super creative in the art field, but that's my passion as well. But I never got to to be Jackie, and um, I just I just want to be Jackie. So, and being Jackie is really fun. And when they said, you know, we didn't realize how uniquely uh, creative you deal with people as just Jackie, uh, we would love to build a show around this. And I said, okay, but like, I don't want to travel from state to state. Like, I lived out of suitcases, you know, and I I slept, like, in all sorts of beds and vans and this and that and, you know, just going on these shows and I I like my bed. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I I like, you know, not living out of a suitcase or standing on the side of a mm-hmm. road waiting to get picked up you from one think, location. You don't think they could accommodate you because you live in an interesting place as it is? 
Well, they do, but, you know, it's when when they say, you know, it's going to be um, like you'll do three three different states, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And then they stretch it out because then there's a meeting about a meeting about a meeting, and now yeah. the three states turn into six. And then it's like we want you to um, walk into uh, like a situation, and we want you to do this and the and and I'm sort of like a rebel, you know, like they know they can't tell me too much what to do. Um, I I. I don't play like that, and I do speak the truth, and, you know, and it's not that they want you to hide anything, but living on the road itself is very difficult. It's very difficult. Like the last time, there was, um, it was freezing. It was just freezing, freezing, and people don't understand, like, you know, the show isn't, what you're watching isn't just a half hour and it's taped for an hour or a half hour. It's days yes. or sometimes That's weeks. And then you have to do all the voiceovers for them. And you, you're, it's constant repetition. And it was freezing and there was no bathroom. And, you know, you can't put a bathroom where there isn't any. There was no heat in the place. There's, you know... There's there's no food. There's no this. Sure, it's catered, but I'm a vegan. I don't, you know, yeah. I, I I don't eat like this, you know, and I I didn't want to share a porta potty with 47 men because when they when they had crews, they had this was like move. This was like a movie set. This is crazy because they had, like, um, the FX crew come in. And then they had this crew and that crew and this crew. And you don't even know. Like, I stood there one time, and you know how they put the wires down your shirt and around mm-hmm. you? And, and I stood there, and the guy was like, I'm sorry, Jackie. I, I, can I just do this? And I was like, yeah, go ahead, you know. So it's like, how many hands are going down your shirt and around you? Like, I I just didn't want to do it anymore. Sounds exhausting. You've got to do your own projects. You know, I don't I know just, how. I just, you know, I just want to go see Beauty and the Beast, and I, and I want to get popcorn, and I want to just sit in the back so nobody sees me cry. And I just want to be me. And being being me is is the better part because you get the whole person. Because this is like what we're supposed to do, do the individuation, and uh, that's when we become our real self after everything's said and done, you know. So Absolutely. I think that's what said, that we are going to be ourselves. And, you know, like when they keep trying to do the same thing, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and getting the same results. So it needs to feel organic and it needs to, they know not to come to me with anything that isn't real. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Do not ever cross my path with this. It's an ooh, ah, bee, bah, boo. I do not deal well with this. You will not get wellness out of me. Um, I, no cooperation for any, you know, shits and giggles and smokes and mirrors. It doesn't work with me. Now, when they came to me and they said, we would like to create something that is um, built around you, who you are, the things you've done, how you work um, in changing people's lives, how you create a peace and harmony, how you're able to um, take somebody and who wants to like even end their life and bring them to you know a, a higher place and just things like that I was very enticed by it because that's what I do and and I think that that would bring actually more joy into people's lives because you do feel at least that there is hope and instead of going through autopsy reports and, you know, was it, um, I'm always the one that has to find the missing piece because they're so fast to say suicide or drug related or this or that when in fact 90% of the time it's homicide. Yeah. Well, that's why you're. You, I noticed how you worked with one of our callers that that you want to be meticulous. You want to be sure, and I think that's an excellent quality. Well, you have to. You know, you can't just. That's like me knocking on someone's door and and just saying, "Well, what do you think?" I, I think a what? You know, there's many things I think. <laughs> you know, you know, you want to know them all. The best yeah. way, you, you show me and don't give so much information. Don't cloud my information. And I will definitely give you the answer that you need. It may not be the one you're looking for, but it's the one you need. You know, there are people that, are, that actually, you know, have come to me and now... I completely believe in hauntings. I believe in possession. I believe in many different things. Um, but I, I have to prove it for myself. I have to eliminate a lot of things. Even though it's right in front of me, I have to eliminate it. Because I believe in 200%. Not 100%. 200%. So... You know, there are people that are actually, they they tell me they're being haunted by one that has passed on. When they are the ones that are haunting the person yes. who is deceased, they have become that person to the point where they secreted that entity, spirit, whoever you think that person that has passed you're bringing through it may not even be that person you're bringing through but that you are living their life so you're not even living 
because that person mm-hmm. is dead. And their spirit yeah. is somewhere else. So you are mimicking someone who is deceased and blaming it on them. And that energy is creating a negative whirlpool. Yes. So we have to actually see, you know, what I've seen people, I was absolutely floored by this one case. Absolutely. It was in Haiti. And the woman actually started looking like the man that had passed. She started looking exactly like him, and they said it was possession. Yes, it's a form of it, but did the person or entity, whatever you want to call it, go in her, or did she become it? Yes. And, and it takes a while to actually dissect that, to spend time with them, and to bring them to a realization you have to strip them down. It's sort of like like you put them in front of the mirror and it's like what not to wear. Yeah. And you are not wearing that dude's soul, you know what I mean? So Well um you, and I you have to do it a little bit with a smile. Yes, you know, you're talking about some truths that are hard to understand, but um, people do have to let go, and it's still part of that control thing and blame thing. It's like the same dang yes. thing taking a different form. You know, yes. uh, somebody somebody said this. I had a guest come in. He's a famous guy, but I had him come in to speak to my group members one time, and he said, uh through my I had to write it down because it was profound. He said, "Through my resentments, I conjured up a lot of evil, and I lived." Oh wow! Too. Number one is the resentment. That's our biggest problem. First of all, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and when he said it, I totally believe what he was saying. You know, and uh, it's yeah, uh, and you can you can <laughs> just not gravitate the person that you resented, but. All You see, when you open a door, you're going to get hitchhikers. So all these others are going to come in. And if you're not, you know, if you're not at peace with what has been in the past, man, you're just going to walk around with a shovel and you're going to keep digging it up and and you're missing everything in front of you. You're missing. And it's just, to me, it's just a cop out. You know, it's like, I we've all had some pretty hard times and I can only say that this is the biggest thing and I love teaching people this forgiveness forgiveness if you yeah. forgive so somebody said well that would make me a weak person because they hurt me uh, no, actually, it makes you even stronger because you're disarming them. And by not forgiving, you are, see, they, they, they moved on. They forgot all about you. They were on to their next one, okay? And you're keeping the situation alive, and you're keeping yourself in a cage. Yes. So... Forgiveness is freedom. 
And once you can forgive, you can let go. And, And you know what? We also have to go into the minds of the person to see if they truly want to let go. Because a lot of people create circumstances where they don't have to let go. So they can mm. stay the victim and play the part of the victim because they have fear of moving on, fear of achievement, fear of letting go, fear of being loved, fear of even loving. And I don't want any of that baggage. It's way too heavy for me to carry. Yeah, it's just unbearable. I think most people can't bear it, but they use it to for some kind of prop to, uh, you know, it's just a... I know. It's sad, it's, you know. It's an excuse it's also. Yeah, an excuse to uh, stay stuck, I guess, and stay with the comfortable. It's, but, it's to stay yeah. stuck, and it's also not to be responsible, you know. Yeah. And we have to say, you know, I've had people say to me, you lived um, a very privileged life. I lived, I lived a life of, you know, they did, a, they did a show about me once and it was called Perfectly Strange. And <laughs> I have lived, an, I'm an ordinary person that lived an extraordinary life. That's how I see myself. Yeah. And I am very grateful for my experiences. And I've had a very, very hard upbringing, but I will never uh, talk about anybody that is not here to defend themselves. Uh, so yeah. I will leave it as that. But I also forgive and I am thankful that I am born and I love life and... um I, I love everything about it, and I'm just I'm just happy and thankful that I have a chance to better myself and to always um, be able to give to my family. And my yeah. family reaches outside of my blood. Yeah, you know, I have grandpa. That's right, I got grandpa. And, you know, people have questioned the fact of who's your family and who isn't. And I'd like to think of all of us as family. We and, are. Yeah, and um, it, it doesn't, that doesn't matter. Uh, and that shouldn't keep you up at night, you know, well, who's who and what's what and you know, and it's not a concern of anyone's, and they should just, uh, you know, be happy for the opportunity. You know, for every day, we have an opportunity to better ourselves. And when people think I'm, like, just rolling in all this money and all of this and all of that, well, you know what? I believe money is a barter tool And it's not so. I work seven days a week, and I volunteer my time as well. And, you know, I can only say that 
what you perceive is not always the truth. Hmm. You know, I am a very humble person. My my first place that I ever lived in when I came back with Joe and um, to civilization, uh, we had this tiny makeshift apartment and it wasn't going to be ready for three days. And I, I have a lot of pride. Um, I was three days homeless uh, with Joe. And I stood in the nook of MoMA. And it was a bad snowstorm. And I felt like I was getting sick. And um, I just, you know, I I said to her, you know, she said, is it going to always be this way? And I said, no, it isn't. I said, the place will be ready. And, of course, they said three days. It was longer. And Mm. um, I looked at MoMA and I said to her, you know, I always wanted to be in, like, being there. And she was like, like, go in? And I said, no. Like, be a part of MoMA. I said, but my life took a different turn, and who knows? Mm. Who knows, Joe? Because I never say never. And anyway, our apartment was fixed, and we had no bed, we had no nothing, and we slept on the floor, and we held hands, and we looked up at the sky uh, with no curtains on the windows, and it was like a mansion to us. And... She said to me recently, I realized why you slept with your foot like that at the door, because I didn't have a lock on the door yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was okay. You know, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty resilient and, and I'm pretty grateful. And I think that's what we're missing is grateful. But years yeah. later, an opportunity came to me and they said that they were honoring me in MoMA and um, oh for this ballet that was traveling the world called Scrying. And it was like Manson was there and Bjork and like, I don't know, Rob Zombie Sharp, all these people, you know, tons of artists who are fixtures in that place. They have their own rooms. And I, I, stood in the back behind a curtain and I watched and um, it was it was pretty fabulous because um, I've always practiced ballet myself uh, and I loved it and I I take many different classes and I just want to learn everything and I saw this and I was like wow I was so taken back and it was for um, all the work that I do and, and when they dedicated this to me and as I was leaving, as people were leaving and they were looking for me, um, I only did like one short interview and I was sort of hiding behind my security a little and um, and I dipped out. And on the way out, I said to Joe, let's go down the back way. I want to go into that little nook area. And she said, why? I said, because about mm, maybe 20 years ago, um, I carved our initials, and I wanted to see if they were still there when we slept in the snowstorm outside. Yeah. And, and um, 
I said it was like over here we were looking for, and we were picking, all right, they're going to hear this now, but we were picking the paint off, and I found them, and I took a picture of it, and and I said, let's hurry up home before everyone comes out. <laughs> but to me, to me, that was um, that was the thrill. And, you know, you never know in life uh, what life can give you as long as you're willing to accept it. Right. And that's I, I, the goal. That's the goal. And plus, you know, even though those were sort of like, you think bad times, but they were really the good times. Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. You they were, weren't. Because I had a it, it wasn't, thing And, you know, son. I never looked at it as being a bad time because, like, we lived in um, makeshift tents and... Um, literally makeshift tents and, you know, did some pretty incredible things. And, um, I mean, we've been all over the place. So, you know, that was okay. It was okay because I always felt that, you know, even at that point we were very fortunate because, you know, we had a roof and um, there's, you know, there's always tomorrow uh and and it is what it is you know and if you're willing to accept goodness into your life and achievements and if you're willing to work hard then it shall come to you and you know i remember somebody telling me one time um this monk that i was uh traveling with i said to him i just can't go any further and he said well you're going to stay on the floor? And I said, yeah, I'm going to stay on the floor. And he said, well, when you get tired of crawling, and it was pretty bad because it was like a lot of bugs and stuff. He said, but when yeah. you get tired of crawling, you're going to get up. And I and I said, but my, my knees are bleeding now. And he was like, dust them off and start walking. Wow. And I did, you know, and <laughs> that's how I live. That's it. Dust them off. Let's go. Keep going. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Jackie, for tonight. It's been really wonderful to uh, hear from you and you talk with your soul, and it's beautiful. And I really uh, welcome you back any any time. And thank you. Things we talked about. Thank you very much, and uh, you're very welcome. And we look forward to hearing from you again and hearing about your projects and. Oh, uh, how can what's the best way that people can get a hold of you? Well, um that email address jwj1313 at com, and also on jackiebarrett.com, the house that Kay built. Um there's uh Joe who is my assistant. Her number is there. Yeah. So, um you know, feel free to reach out and you know, we will absolutely um, see to it that you get the the help that you need and the guidance in in many areas of your life. Uh, that's wonderful. Thank you, Jackie, so much for being on. And I will talk to you a little later, okay? And uh, God bless you and say hi to Joe and the rest of the family. Aww. And lots of love to you, Jackie. Thank you, baby. Love you so much. Okay, take care. Okay, Bye. good night.
told everybody what a wonderful night. Um, we got to hear a lot of information. So we're going to have to listen to this a few times to really uh, understand everything was said tonight. So we are available after they do some uh, work on the show. They they put it in archives, and you can listen to it as many times as you want. And uh, I'm thankful to Jackie and uh, Joe and the powers that be that got her on the show tonight. And I really appreciate that and all the the knowledge that we have received. I feel very humbled by this tonight, and I feel really a lot better. I felt great. And, uh, you know, that's what we're here for. So, um Follow the links to contact me, and you can message me if you'd like to be part of the show or for general health and assistance. I thank you so much, Jackie, for being on. Jackie Barrett can be reached at jwj1313 at aol.com. And uh, the show is archived again, and uh, you can listen to it anytime you want. So remember to tell your friends the paranormal, the sacred is a place where the unheard may be heard, and we can say anything we want, so we talk about it all. So please recommend us to your family and friends. God bless everybody, and may your best dreams come true, and true love live in your heart. God bless you all. Love you. Bye.